Chronicles from 2 Chronicles chapter 19, or further chapter 20, and let me read starting at verse number 5. 2 Chronicles chapter 19, pardon me, chapter 20, and reading at verse number 5. 2 Chronicles 20, verse number 5, the third time's a charm. And it reads like this. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord. Everybody say in the house of the Lord. Before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, art thou not, art not thou God in heaven? And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thine hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? Art not thou our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gave it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? And they dwelt therein, and have built for thee a sanctuary Therein for thy name saying, If when evil cometh upon us as a sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. Did you hear what it said? Say, thou will hear. That's what I like about God. He listens. And not only does he listen, the scripture said, God not only will hear, but God will help. Do you need help from the Lord tonight? Let's pray. Master, right now, I want you, God, to bless the word of God and bless this messenger. And help me tonight preach, Lord, as I felt you deal with my heart. And God, let souls feel the tender touch of Jesus Christ. For I realize, God, without you, we could do nothing tonight. And without you, God, our life would simply be in vain. Let the glory of God walk the aisles of this building. And Lord, let conviction grip the hearts of men. For men must be saved in Jesus' precious name. You may be seated. God bless you. I'm preaching tonight on a thought like this. I want to preach on standing in His presence. Everybody say that with me. Standing in His presence. Not out of His presence. Not away from His presence. But standing in His presence. Amen. Here we find in the Word of God that Israel, the great nation which was the apple of God's eye, the Scripture records, had ran into quite a problem. For there were two nations that they came up against when they were possessing the land of Canaan that they did not destroy. And that was the, the people of Moab and also the people of Ammon. These people they did not destroy. They were enemies, but yet they did not destroy them. They destroyed the Amalekites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and all them other ites, they destroyed them. But when it came to the children of Moab and the children of Ammon, they did not destroy them.
They just walked off and left them. But now it seems like the things that they did not destroy and the things they did not take care of when duty needed to be taken care of, that these were coming back to haunt them. King Jehoshaphat had just received news that coming toward him was a multitude of Moabites and Ammonites that were such a great multitude that he knew that he did not have the ability in his army to be able to conquer those that were coming to conquer him. For they had already made their brags that we're going to drive these Israelites out. We're going to get them away from the land that they feel like that God give them. We're going to totally annihilate them. We're going to disrupt their worship. We're going to tear down their houses of praise. We're going to get rid of everything that they have built in this land. So when Jehoshaphat heard what they had said, and Jehoshaphat knew that something was coming. He feared within his heart. For Jehoshaphat knew that if I've got to do anything now, I have got to seek the Lord. For in my own ability, there lies nothing whatsoever that I can draw from that will help me win a battle like the one that's going to come. I know the number of my army. I know the sword bearers. I know those that bear the shields. I know those that have the helmets of war. And I don't have enough men to fight this battle. And fear began to grip the heart of Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat said, listen, I've got to do something to get the attention of God. And so immediately Jehoshaphat proclaimed a fast. He said, everybody in the land here, everybody don't eat anything or don't drink anything. We've got to get together. I want you to meet me in front of the house of God. And there we're going to stand in the presence of the Lord. If we ever needed God before, we sure do need him now. If we ever needed the strength of God before, we need him right now in what we're getting ready to face. So the town went out to all the cities of Judah and they said there's going to be a great, great gathering at the house of the Lord. We've got to get together. And so they finally collected at the door of the house of God. You see they had built this place for God. They had built it for worship the Lord in. Let me say one thing right now. There's all kinds of institutions in this world and there's all kinds of programs that's been set up. But there's nothing any more sweet and there's nothing any more powerful than coming into the house of God and lifting your hands and glorifying the Lord. For when you feel like you've run your last mile and you feel like you've fought your biggest battle and you know there's a great one coming on you, if you need help, I'll tell you where to run. Don't run from your battle, but come to the house of God and stand in the presence of God and entreat the God of heaven and our God. God will not forsake you, but he will answer your prayer. They said, we need help. My goodness, we are in trouble. I don't know whether you realize it or not, but America is in trouble. America needs a shaking, a spiritual awakening. We need a revival to sweep our country like we have never seen. 
There is worse problems than coming to this America than the onslaught of drugs and illicit sex. There's worse problems coming to America than the promiscuity we find among young folk. There is worse problems coming to America than the problems of the divorce courts that the lawyers and the judges face every week. And that is the compounding of the sinful condition of man. Man's not going to get any better, but man is going to get more evil every day. Somebody said, preacher, the forecasters have said that America will make a turnaround, that everything's going to turn out all right, that things are going to get better. The economy's on the upswing. There were so many new jobs last year. But may I say to you, and I'm not trying to be a pessimist, but don't be rocked to sleep by modern society. Many of them are covering their own tracks for their own failures in this life. But oh, friend, hear me. There's an enemy approaching. I hear the sound of many hoofs. I can see the enemy over the horizon. Where can I go to? There is not a cave deep enough. There's not a hole in the ground deep enough. There is not a sky lap far enough away to get away from the problems of mankind. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go back to the same God and the same power that the night that I came to God relenting and said to him I need salvation. That same God came down and filled me with the Holy Ghost. When I've got a problem, I entreat God because I know God hears and God answers prayer and he will not let me down. My God, he's real. He is literally real. And so Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before God. And he began to go over the questions that was in his mind. He was not doubting God. You remember this. He wasn't doubting that God was these things. But he was just reassuring himself. He was reassuring his heart. Sometimes you've got to reassure your heart in God. Sometimes you've got to say to yourself, Soul, our God is real. I don't care what the world says. We did not evolve. We were created by God. Out of the dust of the earth, God formed man. And God breathed in the breath of life. And man became a living soul. I tell you, I believe what that book says. I believe it's in the scripture. And I know who my father is. It's not a baboon hanging from a tree somewhere by a curly tail. But it's a mighty God who heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. A God that hears and answers prayer. That's my God. And Jehoshaphat stood and he said to the Lord, he said, Oh, Lord God, of our fathers, art thou not? Amen. Art not thou God in heaven? He said to himself, Sure you are. Sure you are. Art thou not God in heaven? He asked the question, and I believe in Jehoshaphat's heart, he answered it. When he probably said, Art thou not a God in heaven? Art thou not the one who dwells up there? I imagine the congregation of Israel heard him pray. And in the presence of God, they said, Yes, he is. They was reassuring themselves. Sure thou art the God in heaven. Aren't you the one that rulest over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And I can hear the echo across the sunrise 
present as the sins and saints of God stood there and they said yes he's the God that rules hallelujah he rules and he reigns they was reassuring their confirmation of God they said then amen is your hand a hand that has power and might I can hear the Israelites saying oh yes God's your hand is a hand that has power and might they were reassuring themselves may I say tonight if there's any doubt reassure yourself I'm telling you God's alive he's not dead but he's alive he's alive in this generation our God is alive aren't you the God that has power and might yes sir aren't you the God that nobody can withstand thee amen amen it echoed across the chorus of Israel amen you're that God amen Nobody can withstand thee. He said, art thou not our God? I can hear the chorus of Israel again. And they said, oh, yes, he is our God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Amen. Amen. It echoed across the horizon. They was reassuring themselves that their God was still their God. And they said to him then, amen, aren't you the God of the land of this people, Israel? Didn't you give this to Abraham and promised it to him forever. Hear me folks, the night I come and got salvation, I didn't get it for a day. I didn't get it for a week. I didn't get it for a month. But God give me salvation until eternity. And then right on through my God, my God. And he reminded the people, didn't you give this to Abraham, your friend, forever? Amen. Amen. I give it to him forever. That's one thing about salvation. It can never be taken from you by the devil unless you relinquish it to him. You hear me? Somebody said, I thought once you were saved, you was always saved. No, sir. You can give it up and walk away from it. But I promise you this one thing right now. If you want to hang on to God, God's not going to leave you and he's not going to forsake you. But lo, he'll be with you all the way even to the end of the world. That's the kind of God I'm serving now. And they said, are you that God? Amen, came the cry. Yes, sir, so it be. He's that kind of God. Are you a God that dwells right here? Are you a God that's never going to leave us? Yes, sir. Now then he reminded God and he said, God, remember what these people done for you. He said, they built this sanctuary. They built your sanctuary and your name dwells therein. They built your house of God. That's why we're standing here tonight in your presence, Lord. There's an enemy out there that we cannot conquer by ourselves and we've come to you tonight. Listen to me, folks. Let me tell you something. You'll never whip the devil one-on-one, but you get God on your side and you and God are a majority I don't care how many imps of hell comes you and God can win the battle glory be to God and he said God if when evil comes upon us he said as a sword or as judgment or as pestilence or as famine he said we're going to stand in thine house And in thy presence, that's where you're going to find us, God. Woo! My God, my God. I'm not going to get out of the realms of the presence of the Lord. Amen. Somebody said, preacher, 
There's a safer place than the church. We were building the church several years ago in Vivi, Indiana. And a man came up and he climbed upon the ladder of the building. And they had just set the trusses upon top of the building and had not secured them in. He grabbed one of those trusses and he gave it a shake. And naturally it swayed. They all do until you put the decking on. And it shook a little bit. And he turned around and he looked at one of the sinner men that were standing there. And he said to that man, this is the last place I'd want to be in the time of a terrible storm. But I can't think of any other place that I'd rather be. Hey, it's not the storms of thundering and lightning that's worrying me. It's not the storms of the rain and the deluge. But that's not where it's worrying me. But there's some storms of sin that's coming in great measure. Where can I go and who can I run to? I'll tell you where I can go. I can find the presence of God and I can get before the Lord and say oh are not you the God? Is your hand not able to save? Can you not supply my need? Aren't you bigger than the enemy? And God says to me yes I am. Just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Oh my God yes I am. Yes I am. Yes I am. You watch what I can do. And Jehoshaphat said, listen, Lord, we have a need that is a tremendous need. Amen. We have no mighty army. We don't have any might, he said, against this great company that comes against us. He said, we don't even know what to do in this situation. Have you ever been in circumstances like that? That you did not know what to do? that it seemed like your problems are bigger than the answers that you can come up with, that you cannot find a solution. That's the way Jehoshaphat felt. He said, but listen, Lord, I have some confidence in my heart tonight, and that is that your eyes, hallelujah, are upon us. I've got the confidence to believe tonight that your eyes are watching every move we make as long as we stand in the presence of the Lord and as long as we offer thanks to our God. Hear me? friend you don't have to be afraid of the terror by night you don't have to be afraid of the snare of the devil when you get in the presence of God almighty only those outside the ark were the ones who were afraid when the door went shut Noah and his family felt sweet peace but on the outside there reigned terror and on the outside men clawed at the ark and could not get in inside the church and inside the presence of God there's sweet peace hear me I said there's sweet peace everything you need is in Jesus Christ. Absolutely everything. And when he talked to the Lord, Judah came together. They didn't just come and leave their kids at home. It amazes me how many folks come to church and just let their kids run wherever they want to run. Isn't that amazing? They don't know where they are. Hear me, they don't, and then some of them that bring their kids, they don't come themselves. And they wonder why their troubles are compounding on them. They wonder why their heart's heavy. They wonder why their soul is in a discourse constantly with evil. They wonder why they're like they are. Tell you, when when Israel came before God, I'm telling you, mamas and dads were standing there with their babes in their arms and their children standing by their side. Why? Because they realized there was an insurmountable problem that was facing them that they needed help. Listen to me, folks. If you ever needed the Lord, and I'll say it again before, you need Him tonight. You don't have time to wait until tomorrow. Somebody said, Preacher, what can I do? There was a lady just here a few miles from here. Amen 
just moved to the country, someone told me. 21 years old, just moved here, went inside her bathroom, locked the door, and shot herself three times and took her life. Somebody said, why is teenage suicide like it is? How come it's on the increase? How come there's so much addiction? I'll tell you why. Because, friend, there's a problem arising. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to grab up my youngins and I'm going to get my wife in my hand and I'm going to say, come on, honey, we're going to go to the house of God and we're going to entreat the Lord because my, oh my God, there's an answer, there's an answer in the house of Jesus Christ. Brother Ron, I'm telling you, I found something in this place. Hallelujah, when I can't handle it, God can. When it's too heavy for me to carry, he said, cast all my cares upon him because he cares for me. Sister Clark, I'm telling you, don't mess with me tonight. I'm feeling something in this place. Hallelujah. My, 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 my. Oh, hallelujah. Try to pack your load yourself. It'll break your back. You hear me? Try to carry your worries yourself. It'll break your back. It'll tear your family up. It'll wreck your home. But I'm telling you, if you'll bring your mama, your papa, your children, and come to the house of God and say, aren't you not to God that created man? You'll hear God say yes and amen I am. Hallelujah. I will, I shall, and I'm going to supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory. My, my, my. Jehoshaphat said, Lord, we don't know what to do. We have run out of answers. Some fellas said when he thought he had the answers, hey man, he said he just ran out of even questions. He just didn't know what to do. He figured he had it all straightened out. He figured everything was coming together. He figured he could handle it himself. Somebody told me, said, preacher, I joined an organization to help me kick my drug habit. And there's a lot of other folks that are trying, but they're having a hard time. Let me tell you, the greatest organization you can get into, it's really not an organization, but it's a living organism, and that's God's church. Amen, and the only way you can get into it is be born again. Somebody said, can I sign up? The only one that can sign you up is God himself, and you've got to come to him and say, oh God, are you that kind of God? And you'll hear him echo down through time. Ever since Calvary, his blood has screamed and said, I love you, and I'll supply your need if you'll come to me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible said in verse number 13, and all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Hallelujah. Do you know why Moab and Ammon was coming? Let me explain this to you. Moab and Ammon were coming to cast them out of their possession. That's why they were coming. To get them out of what they had found. What belonged to them. The night God filled me with the Holy Ghost. The night I give up sin. The night I stop cursing, lying, cheating, stealing, drinking. And I have not done those since that day. I have never touched another cigarette. I have to smoke it. I have, I've touched some to pick them up off the altar and throw them away where people repented. I have never tasted another drink of booze. 
I have never said foul words in a purposeful manner. I have never done that, and I've never done it even trying. Right after I got the Holy Ghost, two days after I said a four-letter word, and God convicted me so bad that I repented at school. I knew I'd done wrong, and since that time, I've not done that. Why? Because I realized what God done for me. Sister Clark sings a song about heavy load. I'm telling you, the night I came to God, God got a hold of me and lifted my heavy load. Hey, man, he's that God. So when I've got a problem now, you know what I do? I don't run and say, I'm going to give up. I run to God and say, hey, God, are you there? Hey, God, are you in the midst of the presence? Hey, God, can you answer prayer? And you know what I hear him? He say, yes, son, I am. Hang on, stand still, and let me work a work in your life. My, 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 my. The Lord said, he said, I'll tell you what to do. Listen to me now. I want you to listen, Jehoshaphat. Tomorrow I want you to go down against them. Me? I'm not big enough to go against them. My God, I've tried to wrestle this thing for years, Lord. I fought the cigarette habit. I fought the booze habit. I fought the drug habit. I fought the lusting after women habit. I fought all of these habits. You know, habits get a hold of folks. I've fought all of these habits for years and I cannot whip them. The Lord's going to say to you, listen, don't worry about it. You go down against them. I'm going to give it into your hand. Amen. All I want you to do is go down there and show yourself. Go down there and stand. Hallelujah. Go down there and present yourself. Hey, listen, you need to tell the devil sometime, devil, I want you to know this right now. I am not your property. Get your cotton-picking hands off of me. Don't touch me. Leave me alone. I belong to God. And if I I need a battle fought. All I have to do is call to heaven and he wants to. He can send 10,000 angels at my charge. My, my, my. So Jehoshaphat said, you want us to go against them? And the Lord said, yes, sir. I want you to go down there against them and said, they're going to come up against the cliff by Ziz and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeriel. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. <laughs> I like that. You ain't going to be the one that's doing the fighting, honey. You hear me? Somebody say, well, I'm going to roll up my sleeves. Hey, no, don't roll your sleeves up. Put your best suit coat on. Tie your tie just right. Not like mine is now. Polish your shoes and present yourself before the Lord. Because you're not going to have to fight in this battle. Oh, hallelujah. Why? Because when you turn it over to God, it's God's. Oh, hallelujah. Did you hear me? When you turn it over to God, it's God's. Somebody said, preacher, he said, I fought, they told me, he said, I fought a cigarette habit for 28 years. I fought that habit. For 28 years, that thing wrestled with me. And I know some of you are fighting battles. But he said, I fought that thing and fought that thing. But he said, I was driving down the road one time and I was crying and I said, God, I cannot whip this thing by myself. He said, I rolled down the window. I pulled that package out of my pocket and I threw it out the window and I said, God, would you please help me? He said, when that thing passed the window of my automobile, the desire of that habit left me. Hallelujah. And I realized right then that I didn't win that battle. Oh, hallelujah. It was God that, my God, I feel like running. It was God. God that won that battle. It was God that fought it for me. It wasn't me, but it was Jesus Christ. He's the one that helped me win that battle. Go on down there. You're not going to have to fight. You're not fighting this battle. He said, just 
set yourselves. That's what he said, comma. Set yourselves, comma. And stand still, comma. And see the salvation of the Lord with you. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The one to the right who wrote the song, I am weak, but thou art strong. Jesus, keep me from all wrong. I'll be satisfied as long as I walk. With who? God, with you. Set yourselves. He said, oh, Judah and Jerusalem, fear not. Don't be dismayed. On the morrow, go out against them. For the Lord will be with you. Now you say, Brother Willis, this was clear back in Second Chronicles. This was clear back in the Old Testament. This was clear back. The Bible said in God there's no variableness, neither shadow of turning. The same God that he was to Jehoshaphat is the same God he's going to be to you tonight. You hear me? I'm telling you there's a God in here tonight that's saying, I know that the devil's risen up against you like a flood and I know that you confess there's nothing you can do and I know that you said there's nothing you can do to help yourself but if you'll come and stand in the presence of God and entreat the Lord, everything's going to be all right. I love Zerubbabel's attitude. I, I mean, I love Jehoshaphat's attitude. Jehoshaphat rose up early in the morning and he went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa and the Bible said, and as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God. So shall ye be established, believe in his prophets, so ye shall prosper. And when he had consulted the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. Hallelujah. And they should praise the beauty of the holiness. And they went out before the army to say, Praise the Lord. His mercy endureth forever. Somebody said, Preacher, why do you sing so much? Listen, let me tell you something right now. Amen. The Bible said, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. When your heart's so heavy you can't walk and it feels like you can't talk, you can sing, friend. And when you start singing praises of God, it brings you to the presence of the Lord. And God will encourage your spirit. But what if you don't feel like singing? Did you ever go to work when you didn't feel like going to work? Hello? Did you ever wash dishes when you didn't feel like washing dishes? You ever change a baby's diaper when you didn't want to change a baby's diaper? What did you do? You did it anyhow. And I promise you the baby smelt better when you was done. The kitchen looked better when you was finished. And your paycheck was fatter than if you'd stayed home. Sometimes when you don't feel like singing, in the face of all adversity, just stand in the presence of God and open up your mouth and let the praises of God roll. Somebody said that Jehoshaphat's a fool. 
Here he is getting ready to get his brains beat out. Here he is getting ready to be slaughtered by a mighty host of enemy. Here he is an innumerable number coming against him that is going to drive them out of their possession. I promise you if God gives it to you, nobody, did you hear me? Nobody can take it away from you. Nobody has the power to do that. If the Lord giveth, only the Lord can take away. Get your tambourines. Hey, Junior, get your guitar. Bobby, get you a string and put it on them bongos and hang them around your neck. Dad, you don't carry bongos. I don't care, Junior. We're going to sing a little bit. I don't feel like singing. Sister Willis, I woke her up this morning. I said, honey, it is a quarter to nine. She said something like, what's that got to do with the price of eggs? Something like that. I said, it's a quarter to nine and it's Sunday morning. She said, oh. Honey, she don't sleep. There's a resurrection in our house every day because when she goes to bed, she dies. They say, is there a resurrection? I witness it every morning. Hallelujah. This, this old fellow Jehoshaphat was, somebody said man I can imagine them folks they said we don't feel like singing amen folks sometimes that's when you get your greatest blessings when you don't feel like doing didn't you tell me brother Buck some morning you get up and you don't feel like praying you don't feel like talking to God man especially if it's 60 below outside with a chill factor and all you're driving is a chevette and you know you've got to go to the church. And you know it's not very far, but it's cold. And them Chevettes ain't insulated as well as them big Mercury's and them Oldsmobiles. And, and you know that and you don't feel like it, but sometimes when you're crawling in that little old car and you make your way to the house of God and you make yourself come through the doors and you make yourself get down at the altar and you make yourself get out that first, oh God, all of a sudden something begins to churn. Oh my Lord. The Lord said, you're not going to fight this battle. You're not going to fight this battle. Let me, let me bring this to a close. Here tonight, we are living in a time that Jehoshaphat felt like he was overpowered. I'm telling you, I have felt like that time and time again. But somebody said, you're a preacher. It doesn't matter. Pinch me. I'm human. Kick me. I'll probably kick you back. Amen. I'm telling you what. I know what I'm talking about. There have been times that I knew, God, it's not in me to win this thing by myself. And the Lord said, you're not going to need to fight this battle. Set yourselves. Stand you still. Amen. And the Bible said in verse number 25, and when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil, when they got there, they didn't have to kill them. They'd all kill themselves. what the scripture said and when Jehoshaphat and Israel came upon them, it wasn't nothing but bodies everywhere so the only thing they got to do was go in and pick up the spoil that was to gather up the pieces I want you to listen to this and when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them they found among them an abundance of both riches with dead bodies. Listen to this. They found precious jewels 
which they stripped off for themselves, more than they could carry away, and they were three days in gathering the spoil that was left. Not only did God win their battle, but He made them rich. I'm going to come into the presence of the Lord and I'm going to stand tonight because in me I know there's no strength outside of God. And I have fought battles that I didn't need to fight if I'd take them to God and stand in the presence of the Lord. Tonight as the musicians come, let me bring this to this point. We are in the place tonight where God has chosen for His people to dwell. There's nothing special about this building. It's just made out of boards, 5H fire code drywall. It has electric wires running through it which, which the electricity runs through. The pews you sit on are made of wood. The carpet is old and worn and doesn't match the pews. Don't think we're colorblind. We can see that. Amen. We know that. I'm sorry. Nothing special about this building at all. But I'll tell you what makes it a special place. As we bring our sons and our daughters and our wives and our grandbabies and our neighbors and our friends and people that have problems by the dozens. And we walk through the doors of this old building and we stand in this place that we hollow unto God while we're here. And we take all of our problems and say, Now God, are you not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Are you not the God that delivered the three Hebrew children out of the mouth of that fiery furnace? Are you not the God that delivered Daniel out of the den of lions? Are you not the God that was with the prophet of God when he faced the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of the grove? And answered by fire. Are you not the God that came on the scene when man was without hope and prepared for yourself a sacrifice? That's what makes this special tonight. Because folks with heavy loads, disappointed hearts, and broken spirits can walk into this building tonight. And as the saints of God begin to worship the Lord and begin to sing, they can feel the touching hand of God. And they realize then and there that this God, there's something to Him. Out there the world will tell you He's dead. Out there they'll tell you He's a figment of your imagination. Out there they'll tell you you can't see Him. Why should you believe in something you can't see? But in here, mothers and fathers and sons and daughters lift their hand to God and say, God, we don't have the ability to win the war, but God says, I'll help you fight your battle. Let me take that load of sin that's pressed your family soul. Let me lift from you the yoke of hell that's aggravating your mind. Let me get off you the habits that you cannot kick. Let me pick from you the desire of sin that's pushed you to do things that you wouldn't normally do. Our God says, let me do that in this place right here. 
Oh, hallelujah. In the presence of Jehovah. Oh, my God, can you feel his presence right now? Jehoshaphat was so happy. Jehoshaphat was so thrilled. I cannot tell you the times in the 25 years or 26 years of my ministry that I have saw folks hug and embrace that were bitter enemies in their marriage that it looked like they were going on the rocks but they come to the house of God and God solved problems that the courts could not solve and I've seen mothers and fathers who are ready to leave their homes and leave each other embraced and find something in God I saw teenagers that didn't feel like they had anything to live for I saw them lift their hands and new joy fill their heart Because they have found somebody that cares. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, son. Come on, daughter. Come on, mom. Come on, dad. Come on, grandpa. Come with me into the presence of the Lord. Come with me into the inner chambers of the sanctuary. Every year the high priest on the day of atonement would change his garments and would go in to intercede for the people of God and offer an atonement for their sins. But when Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary, the Bible said the veil of the temple was rent from top to bottom. Amen. Six yoke of oxen could have not tore that veil in two. It was an interwoven veil that could not be torn by man or beast. But when God, amen, offered a supreme sacrifice, it was rent from top to bottom. You know what God was saying? He was saying, Mom, Dad, brother, sister, now you yourself, you don't have to go to a priest. You can come into the presence of God and you can entreat the Lord and I will hear your prayer. You don't have to wait till the atonement day. You can make today that day in the presence of God Almighty. Why don't you lift your hands and love Him a little bit right now? Oh, Jesus. Right now in this building, in the presence of God, let the Holy Ghost flow from the front of this building to the back. Let every mother, father, sister, brother realize that their problems can be handled only by God. Let them know that our God is able. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, I Maybe there's somebody in this building tonight that your problems are so great that you cannot handle them. Maybe there's something coming that you know might be bigger than you can handle, something greater that might destroy you, something that might push your family apart. But oh God, tonight, I feel our God. I feel him in this building right now. And he's saying, come unto me. Hallelujah, ye that are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Gloria to my son, the Lord of the Shandalino, Santi, and the Bocasa. Glory.
God, I love you. I love you. I love you. Jesus. How can you resist a God that loves so much? How can you say no to a God that cares so much? How can you turn around and say, Preacher, he won't do it for me when he said, Yes, I will. Friend, if he was willing to die for you, he's willing to help you with your problems. He's that kind of God. I said, He's that kind of God. Come on, saints of God, pray somebody needs to turn to In the presence of the Lord, you're not going to fight this battle. God is. God is. God is. Oh, Jesus, I love you. Amen. Would you stand, everybody, in the building, please? Amen. I'm asking you if you have needs tonight. If you're not born again of water and spirit, if you have never repented of your sins and been born again in the precious name of Jesus Christ, if you have never received the Holy Ghost, this altar tonight is open for you. And I want you to consider your soul. Nobody else can consider such a soul.